Hello everybody and welcome to it. You are tuned into the Abide Podcast with myself, Umisha Solanga. Now guys, I am super excited to just bring this word to you because wowza. <laughs> okay? Wow. I think I have a bit of a testimony with this one because I didn't expect to be doing a podcast about this. Well, I never really expect to do anything when it comes to the word of God. I'm always just trying to do it for myself, read it, you know, learn it, study it, live it. But last night specifically by the way it's the first of december today so last night i was reading the bible doing my you know my fellowship doing my time with the lord and i don't know when what or how but he drops something in my spirit and he says many people are conscious of me but very few people are convicted by me think about that think about that for a second And he says that to me in this prayer and, you know, praise and worship and Bible reading time last night. And I think on it, I think on it. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I hear you, Father God. And it's a sad state of affairs because we'd we'd love to think that every person who calls himself a believer or a child of God or a son of God is convicted by the word of God and lives accordingly. But that's just not the case, right? It It just isn't. I mean, we can look anywhere in the church. A lot of people are more driven by religion. They're more driven by you know what it is what it is but we're gonna get into it and as i was you know just thinking about that i prayed about it you know i prayed about the state of affairs within the church and how many people are more religious than they are faith fueled to have a relationship with god because we know that that's not what god wants god thrives off of relationship with us not religion our religious activity doesn't serve him nor does it serve the kingdom of god nor does it serve the people around us who should be benefiting from our relationship with god and then I let it go. I was like, okay, Sha, okay, you put it in my spirit. I prayed about it. We can move on now. I go to bed. I wake up. I go to work. Now I'm at work, right? And now I don't go around advertising that like I'm, I, I share the word on my YouTube. I don't do that. I'm just me. So I get to work and it happens that there is this big conversation happening in the kitchen area. And some of my colleagues are talking back and forth about religion, spirituality, and all of these things. And I'm just there. I'm making coffee and I'm like, don't, don't go. Don't go. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part. But, you know, just something in my spirit was like, nah, B, you can't sit this one out. And the Holy Spirit was like, I'm putting you in. You know that moment when you're like, put me in, coach? It wasn't one of those moments. I wasn't like, put me in, coach. I was just trying to make my coffee, drink my coffee in peace and listen to other people have this conversation. But because God is God, you know, he was like, nah. I'm gonna need you to go just like drop a little something something in there like I you know what I'm your vessel make me your vessel make me an offering make you know that song anyway so I go in and I chill and I have my coffee and I'm drinking and I'm eating wings and whatever and then someone says something pertaining to religion and it was like my spirit jumped because it was in that moment when God was like, I want you to say that thing that I told you yesterday. And I'm like, but is it relevant? Does it, do I have to, does it make sense? And he was like, stop overthinking it, just say it. And I'm like, and I tell them, and I'm like, this is something that God dropped in my spirit last night. And I tell them about this thing that, you know, many people within the church, because the conversation was about religion, spirituality, and this and the other. And I said, the confusion comes because a lot of people are moving from a religious mindset. They're moving from a wake up, go to church, wake up, log into the, to the church, whatever, you know, podcast or, or whatever the case may be. And then they move on with their lives. There is no conviction rooted in this thing that we say we have with God. It's more of a religious activity. It's more of my mom says we go to church on a Sunday. My dad says we do this. Oh no, my family's been Christian. So I'm Christian. 
that's not how that works but you know what it's just it's just like that for some people i'm not saying everyone but i'm saying some people in the church do move like that for them it's they compartmentalize their faith in god to to it being a a sunday service kind of a thing not an everyday kind of thing and that is something that god wants to change and i believe that he inspired me and he drew me to this message because I was not planning on doing this. Nor was I planning to do it via YouTube because as you guys know, I haven't been doing YouTube videos for a while. And that's not because I don't want to do YouTube anymore. It's just that I've been doing the podcast and you know, things like that. It, actually, a little sidebar on that. I had someone message me and they were like, sister, I believe that you need to be more consistent on your YouTube and engage your followers and this and the other and your subscribers and whatever. And guys, I just want to let you know that it's not that I don't want to post on YouTube. It's not that I'm neglecting my YouTube subscribers. I love you guys very much and I'm very thankful for you subscribing to my channel. It's just that I do my best to not just do things for the sake of doing things. I want to do something because it's led by the Spirit of God. I don't want to overcompensate by putting in content that's not led by the Spirit of God. Even if I post a video about me going wherever and having a vlog it must be led by the spirit of god even if i'm not preaching because i believe that our lives should be a, a living testament you know the, the apostle paul says that in the bible that we shouldn't have to just open our word and speak the word of god but people should be able to see god in us you know what i mean so on that note i just want to let you know that i haven't abandoned you guys i'm still out here we're still out here i'm just putting out podcasts more than i am the video aspect of it you know i'm, I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying the fact that the podcast is just about the word of God. It's not about the visuals because when it comes to YouTube, I have to focus on the visuals. I have to make sure it looks good, that you actually want to watch it where I just want to be about this. That's all I want to be about. I just want to share the word of God raw uncut and not have to worry about the edit and worry about this and that. So if you want to help me edit these videos, hit me up on the comments. <laughs> anyway, before I get sidetracked, I want to get into the word of the day, man. I want to get into this word because the best ones are the ones I think that you don't intend to do when the Holy Spirit is just like, hey, I got something I want you to say. So today we're going to be reading from the book of Luke chapter 18. Okay. And I'm going to read it for you. It goes as follows from verse 18. I'm going to read from 18 to 30. I know that sounds like a lot, but it's going to help some of you who haven't read the Bible in a minute. I'm, I'm catching you up. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. So Luke chapter 18, verse 18, it says, Jesus counsels the rich young ruler. Now you probably think you know where this is going. Give Jesus a chance. Okay. <laughs> so it says, now a certain young ruler asked him, this is Jesus saying, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. You know the commandments. This is now Jesus replying to this young ruler. He says, you know the commandments, right? Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your, your father and your mother. And he said, oh, and then this, this young ruler guy says to Jesus, all these things I have kept from my youth. I know this, Jesus. I've been doing this. What are you talking about? Like, I know my family been going to church. I've been going to youth. I'm a youth teacher. I'm a youth leader. I'm this, I'm that. I know these things is what he's saying to Jesus. And then when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, Ooh, you still lack one thing. See all that you have, see all that you have and distribute it to the poor and you shall have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when Jesus said this and the young man heard it, he became very sorrowful because he was very rich. 
24. And when Jesus saw that he had become very sorrowful, he said, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? And then God said, The things which are impossible with man are possible with God. And then Peter goes on and on and he's like, So we have left everything and followed you, Jesus. And Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, There is no one, not one, who has left a house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come, which is eternal life as well. Let me just pray on that. That was a lot. Heavenly Father, I come before you in this moment and I just want to give you glory for this word. I want to thank you for your word that is you, your word that is life, your word that brings correction, your word that I pray will bring conviction to whoever is listening today that has not been convicted to live the life that you have called them to. In Jesus' name, I pray that I may decrease and you increase, Father God. May they hear you speak. Though they see me, may they hear you speak. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Now, where I want to go with this and where I believe God is taking us with this specific scripture. It goes back now to that phrase that I said in the beginning of this message, which was what God told me the night before. He said, many people are conscious of me, Misha. Many people are conscious of me. Many Christians, let's not even talk about people who are not a part of the body of Christ. Let's talk about the people who identify themselves as Christians. The people who say, I'm a born again believer in Jesus Christ. I know that there is only one gate to God and there is only one path to God and that is through Jesus Christ. I know that. And Jesus says, it's it within that group that I'm talking and I'm saying that there are very few who are convicted by me. A lot of them are conscious of me because it all starts with a consciousness before we can be convicted. But many people are stuck in the consciousness of God and not many have moved to becoming convicted by the word of God. Now, for someone who's wondering, okay, where does all of this come together? Consciousness, conviction, what are you talking about? Let's break it down. Con consciousness speaks to awareness it speaks to a knowing literally defined to be conscious is to know and to be aware. Right? When we say someone is unconscious, it's because they are they're not aware, they're sleeping, they are they are not within. Do you understand? Do you get what I mean? So when we say someone is conscious, it means that they are aware either of their surroundings, I'm aware that I'm wearing a striped pants and a grey jersey, I know what's going on. And then we, we parallel that and we look at the word conviction. To be convicted is to have a strong belief, an unwavering belief in something that doesn't even require proof or evidence. Think on that. Where are you? Before I even go any further. Because I believe this is going to be not a long message, but it's like one of those, God is trying to say something. God is trying to bring someone into conviction because a lot of people are stuck in consciousness of God, knowing about God, knowing that I got to be religious and go to church, knowing that I got to be with the believers, knowing that I got a fellowship. I know I need to pray. I know I need to read the Bible. I know. But the conviction is lacking that that thing, that strong belief, that passion to actually live according to the way that Jesus ascribes us to live as his people. Because whether we like it or not, there has to be a distinction between the world and the people of the world and the Christians. Now, people are going to come at me. And I mean, I've heard this, this conversation before that, no, this is very divisive. This is very this and that. 
guys I don't know I, I love inclusivity and it's all about being inclusive yes but we need to be real and speak the true facts which is this thing is about those who believe those who believe it's John 3 verse 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life so these things this word this conviction this these gifts these blessings everything this grace this mercy that God offers to us is exclusive to those who believe okay so yes this might not be friendly and accepted by the masses because it goes against what this culture and what this society is preaching about about our faith rather that it's it's all it's all inclusive that everything leads to god my g it don't he is the way the truth and the life there is no one who can get to god except through jesus christ who is the way okay so so what i'm getting at here is that you know what? Yeah, okay, okay. This is a message of love. Okay, this shows us how much God loves us in that he is willing. Guys, let's, 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 let's break this down. When God speaks to us through someone, me, your pastor, someone on YouTube, someone, whoever you're listening to, whoever is encouraging you, that is not that person speaking. God is speaking through that person. And what that shows you is that God loves you so much that he woke someone up to preach to you. He woke someone up to tell you today. He spoke to someone and someone had to agree with him to say, all right, I will tell whoever's watching today that you need to move from a conscious understanding of God to a convicted moving in God. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that in him we live, in him we move, in him we find our being. But we cannot move and live and find our being in God if we are stuck in a just a knowing and an awareness of him. We need to live in a convicted state. If you are not convicted by the word of God, if you are not convicted by this book, you're not going to do what this book tells you to do. And the basis of our relationship with God, which needs to be two ways. It can't always be God pouring into you. There needs to be a reciprocity that takes place. Right? And the, our part in this thing is obedience. I love God, but I think it's the book, it's the book of First John. It's in the book of First John where he says, you cannot say that you love God if, if you don't do his will. Okay? You cannot love God. I will find it for you and I will put it down in the in the comment in, in the in the description box below. Oh my now which scripture it is, but it's in the book of First John where he says that loving God is a, the action of obedience. You cannot say you love God if you don't obey his word. For us, love is an emotion, for him it's action. It's obeying his word. It's not just saying I love God on a Sunday. It's not just when people say, How are you doing? No, it's not that. It's the belief, it's the conviction to do what this word tells us to do. Now, the issue now with us young people, because that's where my heart is at. That's where, that's, where, that's where the heart of God is at, is bringing in the young people into the true knowledge of the word of God. Because, you know, we get swept away by everything around us. We want to believe what we want to believe. We want to cherry pick what works for us. Oh, God is a God of love. Yes, he's a God of love, but he's also a God of justice and righteousness. And he's also God of holiness. But a lot of the people who are claiming to be children of God and who love God are living unholy lives. 
and that unholiness i'm not saying you're perfect i'm not saying i'm perfect we make mistakes but our lives are led by looking for a nice time we keep we're consistent i'm watching the youth bro i'm watching i'm watching what we're, we're engaging in i'm watching what people are putting out there on social media and i see it and i'm like father god i wish only we knew that the real life is not in the short term and temporary things of this world the real life is in you the real life eternal life joy everlasting not a temporal joy that we experience at the bottom of a bottle not the temporal joy that you experience at a one night stand not a temporal joy that you experience from playing different people online putting up a facade on your instagram the approval that you get that joy that you get when someone approves you on a, on a picture or sends a comment not that i'm talking about joy everlasting that is found by being in the presence of god a lot of young people are not experiencing that because we're all conscious of God, but very few are convicted by him. And the fact of the matter is our awareness alone does not draw him to us. It's our conviction to love and live for him that draws him to us. A lot of people, the, the Bible tells us of two different types of presences of God. There is there is the omnipresence of God, which we know where God, God is in everything he is. He's everywhere, right? He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. But then there is the manifest presence of God. Jesus, that is the kind of presence that I want to live in. I want to continuously every day experience the manifest presence of God. But we will not be able to experience the manifest presence of God if we are not living a life convicted by him. I, I hope you're hearing me. I pray that the Holy Spirit is touching you right now. I don't know. Everyone is a Christian man, but going to church doesn't make you, doesn't make you a firm doer of the word of God. If we were to actually define the word Christian and understand where it comes from, people who were called Christians back in, in biblical days, these were people who were disciples of God, people who imitated the likeness of Jesus Christ. We are still, dude. I can't even, I feel like, I, I don't know if I'm, but I know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And even though I feel like I'm not articulating it a hundred percent, I know that the Spirit of God is ministering to you right now. I want us to go and just kind of dissect this thing because this young man comes to Jesus, this, this prince, this, this ruler, he has everything. He has everything he wants and he needs, right? And he comes to Jesus and he says, what do I do to gain eternal life? And Jesus says, you know the law do all of those commandments and he says i mean i'm aware of that i do that i've been doing that since i was a kid i know and jesus jesus sees when you just know listen you can't fool god he knows you he knows your thoughts before you think them okay so he's hyper aware of your mind state he knows that you're aware of him and he's also saddened by the fact that you're not convicted so you go to church every sunday you hear the word of god you listen to podcasts, you listen to, you listen to YouTube sermons, you listen to all of these people, but still you are not convicted by the word of God that tells you so many things. The thing is, I don't want to give a specific example because people are going to feel attacked and I'm not here to attack. I'm, I'm just doing the word of God. I'm just doing my part. I'm being obedient, but I always speak from a point of me, myself and I, and what I know, which is for example, and it's, this is only something I can speak on because it's my experience. I get people who are always shocked when I'm on some, no, I'm abstinent. I don't engage in sexual intercourse because I'm waiting until marriage. And it's like, 
I'm talking about people younger than me. Okay, I'm talking about, and y'all, I'm old, man. I'm old. I'm gonna cry now, but let's not go there. People cannot fathom the f concept that I'm saying. Or many, and I'm not the only one. What a special case. There are many of us. Many people who are abstinent and waiting until marriage, right? But people don't get it. It's like, why, why, why? And I'm like, I try my best not to do certain. I've tried my best not to do things that I know are going to contradict the word of God. If I say I live by this word, I try my best not to do things which are going to be in direct contradiction of the word of God. And now you're wondering why though because i'm convicted by it i believe it i believe it when god says he created you know sex for husband and wife because that is a sanct a sacred thing that he created for husband and wife for their enjoyment sex is not a dirty thing i'm not running away from it because someone told me it was filthy and it was dirty no it's because i understand why it was created and who it was made for ah oh, michelle you don't drink you don't do this no, I experimented with that stuff. It didn't work out for me. I don't do it because also I know that be vigilant at all times because you have an enemy who's lurking around waiting to harm you. And I know that when I'm drinking or when you're doing whatever, you are in an impaired state. You can't be vigilant. You can't be clear. And it's in those moments that the enemy takes a shot. So I have a responsibility to keep myself pure. I have a responsibility. Why? Because I'm convicted by this word. Am I saying it's easy? No. It's not easy. But when you're convicted, you understand that it's worth it. When you're convicted, you move from a point, not from a point of religion, but I have to do it because so-and-so is watching. You're, I have to... I have to wear the skirt so that they think that I'm holy, but on the inside, I know that I was doing this and the other. No, 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 no. When you're moving from a conviction point, it's not even about the people who are watching. It's about your intimacy with God. You will do anything to protect that thing that you have with Jesus Christ. And I think more than anything, I'm just praying that, that we may move from a point of knowing about this God, hearing about him, comprehending him, but we're not convicted by him. Because when we get convicted, we have a strong belief that is unshakable. Even when certain things, come on guys, listen. Certain things that God asks me to do, and other Christians who are firm believers that he asks us to do, oh, they don't make sense. They don't make logical sense. There are certain things in this Bible where I'm like, if I don't go this way, it don't make sense. And he's like, it's not supposed to make sense because in your mind, in your logic, I'm not writing for your, I'm not speaking to your logic, I'm speaking to your spirit. That is where faith comes in when you don't understand, but you still do because it's a conviction. I told you the definition of conviction is a strong belief that doesn't need evidence or proof. He says, my ways are higher than your ways. And that's the only way I can explain it. You trust and believe that his ways are higher and better than what we know here on earth. Okay. I just, I, 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 I don't want to say anything more. I feel like that's the cap. The Holy Spirit says, okay, now you're good. You're done. Message is articulated. I, I just want to, I just really pray that you hear this and you're not just aware of it and conscious of it, but now you move and strive to achieve that conviction, to get that conviction. Pray. Listen, listen, listen to, just listen to this. I'm reading, I'm reading verse 20, 28. No, 29. Jesus says to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left the house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come.
See, the, the misconception is that when, when, when I don't do certain things that the world deems as fun, yo, some, I'm sorry to cut this. Someone said to me, what do you do for fun? If you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't, you don't club. And I said, well, clearly my definition of fun is not the same of you as yours. Because we have this misconception that life is only lived in the way the world portrays it. The way society says is fun, that must be fun. Anything that doesn't ascribe or subscribe to society's way of fun, you must be living the most boring life. Let me tell you something. I am living a full life because my God said in the book of John 10, 10, that I have come to give you life and life in abundance. And anything you do, anything you sacrifice, anything you give up for the will of God and for the pleasure and the pleasing of God, for the delight of God, he will reward, he will honor that sacrifice. It's, listen, at the beginning, it was tricky when I was still, you know, new in my faith and trying to figure this out. I, I used to get FOMO. Like I used to be like, yo, my friends are at the club, they're turning up, they're having a good time. But when I grew from doing this thing for people and I started doing it for I'm a, me and my relationship with God, I no longer experienced the FOMO. It was just like, nah, that's not for me anymore because I know what delights my father. I know what makes him happy with me. And listen, the joy of the Lord is my strength. When he's pleased, I'm empowered. When he's happy with me, I'm, I have joy. And I wish that for you guys. Am I saying it's a cakewalk? No. Am I saying it's going to be easy every day? No. Am I saying it's going to be worth it and that it is worth it? Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, if you're a child of God and you know that you've been walking in a consciousness of God, you know of him, you're aware of him, but you haven't been living a convicted life for him, pray, repent, seek his face. He says, he, he literally, he is a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. Okay, I think it's in the book of James where he says, Draw, it says draw near to him and he will draw near to you okay so who has to make the first action you draw near to god and he will draw near to you this is him already he's pushing out a lifeline this is him saying to you come to me now it's your turn to reciprocate get on your knees turn around in your bed switch off something in your car wherever you are pray repent recommit yourself to him and, and you heard it in Jesus name let's just say a quick prayer Heavenly Father I come before you in this moment and I, I just want to thank you for this word I want to thank you for this word that is life this word that has just brought someone back from the dead this word that has just revived someone's spirit this word that has just brought someone out of confusion someone who was wondering why don't I experience this intimacy? Why don't I experience this, this closeness? Is because now they know that they've been living in an awareness of you, but not being convicted by your word. I pray, Father God, that you may draw them to you, Lord God. Draw these souls to you, Father God. Draw these spirits to you, Lord God Almighty, that they may be convicted by your word and come to experience your goodness and come to experience your joy and come to experience your peace that surpasses all understanding, your perfect peace in this crazy time we live in. I pray that your spirit may touch them, Father God, as they desire, as they desire an intimacy, as they desire a relationship, as they desire your presence, I pray that you may give it to them. In the wonderful name of Jesus, I pray. I give you glory, I give you honor, and I say, hallowed be your name. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, if you liked it, if you're empowered by it, if you are edified by it, like, subscribe, send it to your friends, comment below, do the most. Okay. I love you guys very much. Bye.